This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. I love the slide that was up there for the beginning that Jackie put up, Welcome Home. We missed you. Welcome home. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome home, everybody. Literally, your hearts, your physical presence was missed. And tonight is going to be... um, a fun time of coming back together because I feel like it's been just, what, almost four months, four months-ish. God has taken advantage of some unfortunate things. You know, God didn't bring that which warranted a quarantine. However, God doesn't waste anything. Nothing. And it's what I love about God is that he knew everything. He's omniscient, so he knew everything that would ever transpire in the material realm before the material realm existed. We're talking about a great big daddy. Way big. Powerful, loving, and very intentional. And so part of tonight, well, no, actually the rest of tonight, um, We are going to share the faculty and the panel that was with me through the COVID where we were doing Facebook Live. We're going to share our hearts because what I I felt like God wanted to do as we came back together, we didn't come back together to go back to where we left off in the School of Word and Worship. We actually never left off. We never stopped. We didn't know that we wouldn't be able to come together, but God did. We didn't know that we'd be sitting in our homes or we would be social distancing in a room in a church going Facebook Live so we could stay together. We didn't know any of those things. And honestly, guys, I'm not sure we understand the magnitude of what's been transpiring, but that's part of what I feel tonight is, is to... We're going to share our hearts, what we felt in that room, because the move, we felt the movement of God, and we felt the movement of God with you all, not just for ourselves. We felt the movement of God for this house, for this um, school. We felt the movement of God for the region, for the nation. And honestly, as the whole world quarantined together, we were feeling the move of God for the earth. So whatever you felt, you were feeling something way bigger, even painful things. Sometimes we feel painful things and God wants us to recognize, just say the prayers you know to pray. Speak the truth you know to speak. And then when all of it is put together, he's able to do something quite magnificent. So I believe that we've come back together way further down the road than when we left each other back in March. Anybody with me? So I want you to be prepared because part of the movement that's happened is God is doing some new things. I can say personally, he's doing a bunch of new things with me in my life in my call, um, 
in this school, in the calls of the different faculty members. And so what I want to do tonight is stimulate you, inspire you. I'm going to have each of the panel that was in the the quarantine. We were quarantined in Pastor Barry's old office together on Wednesday nights. And so each person's going to share their heart. But I want you to truly, whatever you've experienced for the four months, make a decision this minute, right this moment, Even the things that felt horribly negative, I'm going to take them out of that box and I'm going to put them in Jesus' hand for him to show me the positives of what he wants to do. Even the positives of how he wants to maybe adjust my perspective or my mindset on what was happening when I felt how I felt. Everybody with me? Because God doesn't waste. And I want to share with you the scripture that he gave me for tonight. And some of the faculty probably also have scriptures. Um, I did a chat, the lunch chat on Monday at 1230 with Abel Diaz, Pastor Abel. And one of the scriptures that he brought just literally, you know, sometimes when a scripture just, it feels like it pierces into your chest and climbs all up inside your heart. And then you can't not think it anymore. It, and and it's, this is not an unfamiliar scripture. The Jesus, talking to Paul, he answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you. We're talking about 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, I think it is. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. Honestly, for, for probably most of us, Some of COVID and quarantine rocked us. I'd love to say that I had nothing but a good uh, attitude through the whole thing. That's not true. There were times I hated it. Times I thought, what is going on? Times the fear that was around the planet. It's almost like a fragrance that can surround a dish you've cooked. When the enemy cooks a dish like a virus that puts the entire planet into a pandemic, there is a fragrance. And that fragrance smacks of fear and paranoia and uncertainty. And so all of us have felt those things. But now what does God want to do with whatever he showed us? Are you all with me? Because there's coming some changes to this school. We're not just going to sit in here and, and have a midweek service. We have come together, we've been brought together in a gathering, and every gathering, this is the way God looks at it, for a purpose. Some of it is what I'm going to learn, but most of it is what I take in, he's going to pour it out. He's going to give me revelation, and he's going to give me nerve. You know, we love to say, well, I'm going to have faith. Faith is having nerve. Having the nerve to trust and believe God. That no matter what it looks like here, he has said some very different things about what's going to happen on planet Earth. There's a lot being said about what COVID will do over the next months and years. Those are facts. Those are facts that need to submit to some truth. Some of what happens in the school of word and worship, you will be used to make some alterations in the material world on planet Earth. Anybody with me in this? Because I'm like, I'm not playing church. 
I'm not going to sit on a blue chair, a comfortable blue chair, and just get the word week after week after week. Sing wonderful songs with a fabulous worship pastor and then go home. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes you ever go away from awesome times with the word or God worship and you there's this thing that's happening inside like something's happening and sometimes we can feel agitated. Do you know sometimes the agitation is he's messed with our dirt. He's put some seed in our dirt and it's starting to sprout something that's going to make a change in my life. I'm asking you tonight because I'm looking and it's, it's people that are very faithful to what's happening here. A few new folk and welcome. Welcome home. We've been headed toward one another. And now we can look each other face to face, right? So what's going to happen? What will God do with this school? It's not the intellectual, let's get information and learn the Bible so that we can stay safe. We'll stay safe, but we want to make a whole lot of other people safe. We want to change the paranoia on the planet. We want to let worship rock this world. Not just musical worship, but like Alex was saying tonight, that the whole surrender of my life. Anybody surrender? I'm surrendering. I'm putting both fists up because some of the changes I love that are happening in my life, some of them are so different that I'm like, whoa, what's going on, Jesus? But this is what he says to me and you. My grace is always more than enough. And my power finds its full expression. So I got a few questions. I'm going to throw them out there. And then as you listen to the different panel, faculty, it's all the teachers, the people that have been in the quarantine, keeping the motor running. As you listen to them, I want you to embrace some of these questions. Okay, and, and let what they bring to you touch your heart. I'm spurring you on, trusting for inspiration. You see, even Wednesday and what happens to you on Wednesday in here should change Sundays because you're there. Come on, come on. And you've been here. What happens here on Wednesdays? Amen, Roth. What happens on Wednesdays? And you're in Sunday service, it should change Sunday service. It should change worship on Sunday service because your heart has already been cracked open on Wednesday and you've seen a new side to this beautiful, fabulous Savior, this awesome and extravagantly loving Father. Okay. And this does go along with, for those of you that didn't know, we're we're in a new module, Kingdom Truth. Having a healthy perspective on identity. So you prepared for him to tell you who you are? (laughs) I would say get ready. Because I came here for tongues 30 years ago, not even planning to go to church here. And 30 years later, I find myself in full-time ministry with a school. I mean, please, I was in a denomination. What can God do? Do you embrace change? Mm. (laughs) Let's say it this way. Do you want to embrace change? Do you know what I do when I don't want something? I'll say, Jesus, I don't really, I see what you're doing. I don't really want it. But I give you permission to change my mind. I give you permission. And sometimes I'm standing pretty rigid when I say that. I'm like, I am not feeling this. But I... 
I know you, so you can change my mind. Are you willing to grow? (laughs) Sometimes, I mean, I wrote these questions. I believe he inspired me to write them. And I'm looking at them like while I'm writing them at my desk and I'm like, and I believe I'm ready. But you know, the, the thing when God asks a question is, in the main, you would believe, well, of course, I embrace change. I want to embrace change. I'm willing to grow. But when he asks the question, there's something that pierces deeper than just Kathy standing on a platform saying, are you willing to grow? So God's like all up in our face, knowing exactly what we're grappling with. Knowing everything that challenges our emotions, our mental process, knowing what we know about the truth of his word and what we don't know. So his question is coming and he knows already how you're going to answer it. And he says, my grace is sufficient. Whatever the answer you're wanting to give, go ahead and give it. Don't be afraid to give it. Don't be afraid to say, I'm completely unafraid of change and growth. Even when deep inside you're thinking, I feel afraid. But when we speak out what his intention for us is, you come into agreement with him. Can you see slash feel movement of Holy Spirit that will ultimately bring about God's ways and desires in and through your life? See, that's, that's a really simple question. If you felt anything during COVID, annoyance, aggravation, fear, God's right there to move with you. You see, we start out in crazy places. And when you walk with him, you end up in complete sanity and salvation. Y'all ready? Huh? Well, for anything that God wants to do. Everybody's ready? Okay. Which one of the panel wants to share first? (laughs) Come on, Grace. You got it, baby. Bravery. This is a brave person right here. This, this woman is, I actually didn't drink out of this. You want me to leave it for you? You got it. Okay. I'll come back. Here you go, girl. She's with me a lot of times. Okay. Um, well, when Pastor Kathy um, sort of kind of asked, I guess, all of us, you know, what it's been like ever since we sort of kind of forcefully <laughs> be set apart. <laughs> I use the word set apart. It's a very church word, set apart. But I think that was a good thing. And like she said, that um, it really... I'll say it for myself, for my experience, um, it really located where I was spiritually and physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, all the, whatever. <laughs> um, I came out of, um, you know, uh, 
a particularly hard situation in my own personal life. And everyone knows that my Dave, my husband, uh, passed away in January. And so right at the end tail of it, I thought everything is going to be a normal slash and going through grieving process and whatnot. And I give all the glory to God in the fact that because I have church family who has been supporting me, praying for not only me, for my family. And I think I weathered with, by the grace of God, sufficient grace, and kind of came to a kind of safely landed a place that I need to be land, landed. But uh, when this COVID hit and everything was transpiring the way it was going, and I was, I remember sitting in my room and, and actually literally saying to God, like, what the, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is it happening? And, and then, and all of a sudden, it's, it felt like, a, you know, it was still extension of what I just went through for the past two years. So, and in a way, I wasn't shocked or maybe I wasn't really feeling completely normal in a sense that I didn't know how to feel about this. But one thing I remember that I had to remember was that, see, this is the key I think I remember, was that that when there has been choices that I could have just stayed home and just I cannot take this anymore or I don't know what to do. But in all that, the one thing that I remember God saying to me was that, Last year in December and making the transition and the two things particularly God told me was that from here on, just do not take everything or anything for granted in a sense that do not get familiar with what you have known and what you're going to be going through. But at the same time, I'll give you rest. So, you know, when you have been a student for the word of God and used to say, oh, I know what that means to not to get familiar with, with people, situation, and all that, and then have a rest, yes, and I know how to take rest and all that. But then again, it's like a guy said, "Uh uh-uh. I'm going to train you differently. And then there's like a kind of panic set in you and saying, well, (laughs) what does that mean? (laughs) And... But overall, just by being with my uh, church family, uh, by processing some of the things that God will show me, personal lives, and even my um, sort of, I mean, Pastor Kathy sort of said, there's a step up in your callings. I think that doesn't just apply for me, but apply to the whole body of Christ. So it's almost like God saying that, the place that you were walking through or you were going through, you know, some people may say it's transitional or not, but I think the transition already happened. And you or, and I have been already shifted into this place, this new place that we cannot define what it is. I mean, you can say all kinds of things, and it's okay. And sometimes we love to name things. And we, because when you name something, it's like you're defining you're always making this boundary for yourself. It's like sometimes, uh, I, know, I don't know if I make sense to you or not, and it's sometimes you're playing Jenga with God. 
And then he wants to pour peace out. And it's like, oh, please do not touch my construction. <laughs> you know, what I'm used to. And you're just like biting your nails and, oh, please don't do that. And it felt like that. It's like Pascal said, you know, like, well, you don't always have this, you know, pure thoughts. Sometimes like, gee, do I need to get up today? <laughs> but overall, God has been really gracious. And then um, personally, it has been very vulnerable time because my, I guess, natural instinct is to go and hide. But I knew that I couldn't hide anymore. And, and in it, even during worship tonight, I'm just going to you know, narrow down to what happened. And I keep hearing the number 40 and, and plus 10 equals 50. So I'm sorry, but this is the way I, my, my brain goes sometimes. <laughs> so uh, I thought about in, in the, um, you know, when God told Moses to construct tabernacle and you need to move about. I mean, they didn't intend that way or they had no idea they'll be moving about for 40 years. But even in that, there was God's provision. The last one was that it was God was actually training Israel how to be a covenant nation. I call it nation. Covenant nation to walk the path they're supposed to walk and have to fully rely on what God has for them, full provision. But this is the best part. That wasn't the best. He had no intention of having his covenant children to walk for 40 years, forever and a day. So, if, so when the manna ceased, I thought about their uh, digestive system. They're so much used to eating manna for 40 years when they're Their transition happened. They actually stepped into promised land. They start exploring what it tastes like to have uh, the produce of the land. It's like, you know, you just suddenly develop your chewing muscles all over again. And what it tastes like being in the promised land. And it's, it probably felt very chaotic. And everything is new. Everything is new. And then you cannot call manna manna anymore because the manna stopped. So where do we go from there? I mean, I think as a church, we sort of kind of in a really good way of just being in the body of Christ and having manna all the time, which wasn't bad. But I think God's sort of like leading us into a place where like, okay, now you just have to get up and go. And then going back to number 10, number 10 is number of order and law and order and completion. So it's like, the, it's like a 10 days tearing in the upper room. And it's like the quarantine time had been like, like waiting in the upper room and waiting. But now it's like when the 50 day hits, the Holy Spirit, the wind of spirit blew all us into this place where we can never go back to where it has been before. You know? And so, (laughs) 
Number 50 is also a year of jubilee. Jubilee is not a time or space or anything else but except Jesus Christ, the whole entire finished work. I never forget, there's so many words that Pastor Gavin released out of his heart. But there's one word that I, I, I cannot forget. I think it's in May when he taught that he made this statement that, um, you know, your faith is none other than that fully relying on the finished work of risen Christ. So from that on, I meditated many times for about that risen Christ. Where is he? It's in all of us. I mean, he literally um, clothed us as himself and wanting to just fly with us. So I don't know if what I've shared has made any sense to you or not, but I think it just... Even in with, within the Facebook and coming together, there was really spirit moving. And it not only just we're not like looking at someone or somebody out there and talking, but there was a synergy happened because our hearts are together. It's all about our hearts together and synergized, energized. And because we have so much to accomplish still. And so I think the biggest... Lie is that the enemy, or not enemy, I don't want to even give credence to enemy. The our old thinking pattern saying that, oh, it's a little or me, or we're just a bunch of church people doing what? But we are all called into this vast place to explore. Remember Caleb said, give me my mountain? Yeah, so what is our mountain? I'm asking that, what is my mountain? And I kind of have an idea, but then when I look at it, it is the scariest place. You know, it's like, a God, how can I? God, God, what do you want me to do with this? God, I'd rather go. I mean, I'm honestly saying this, I want to run away. But I know I can't. Because he hasn't, he hasn't put that, the Christ anointing in me for nothing. And so, um, I don't know if it has made any sense to you, but God is good. God is in control. And just like Pastor Kathy said, his grace is sufficient for every one of us. Okay, I think I'm done for now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm like me, I have so many things going through and I'm like, I don't know what I'm really going to say when I get up here. Um, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I remember the day, um, we found out everything was closing. And so we were in, had a staff meeting and went to work. <laughs> it's like, everything has to go online. And so it was like, whoo, and we um, did a bunch of things we'd never done before and made a bunch of people uncomfortable with what they had never done before, going on video and doing teachings and stuff like that. But I will tell you, I had the most fun ever. 
that was so much fun. It was so much fun doing like the um, devotionals, doing the teachings with with somebody. It was so much fun doing so chats, doing the um, and this and the so part of it too. And like Grace was saying, there was such a synergy in there that it was it was um, God. We knew God was doing something in there with us and what He was emanating out. And um, and I almost at times felt bad because I was having so much fun and I knew people, you guys are out there like, you know, living life in the world and not going to work and being quarantined at home and stuff like that. And, and we were, it was really a blessing. We got to come into work every day and our offices are six feet apart. So we, we were, we were good to go. Um, but in, I, I, we knew that God was doing something and, you know, when COVID hit, um, I'm a feeler and I'm a sensor. Um, I'm an intercessor. And so automatically I'm feeling all the things that go on. And I, I love the nation. And so I see kind of a big picture of things. And, um, and so I was like, man, there's a major shift going on right now. And it's like Pastor Kathy said, he doesn't make things happen. God doesn't make bad things happen, but he uses the incidents to move things. And so there was, you know, a major shift in the earth of where the church is going and what it looks like. I don't know, you know, none of us really know. Um, And so it's just, there's a major, major thing happening. And it was funny because when Grace was up here and I was sitting there and she said, I think we've already entered it. And it that's and it hit me like, you know, all through COVID, it felt like this is a transition we're going into. But it's like, yeah, we have stepped into it. And it, it was so interesting sitting there listening to you because I'm like, yeah. And um, but I think one of the biggest things for me is looking at the things that have transpired over the last few months, because we've had all of these major things, one after another, after another, after another, have affected everybody. And, you know, our nation is here to affect the world. And there's things that God wants to do to affect the world through our nation beyond what has already happened. And so when I look at all the different things that have transpired, like I said, I take a big picture and, and I don't look at them as incidents. I look at them as what is the spirit What's the spiritual influence behind each thing that's trying to be released? And every one of them had a common denominator, which was division. COVID divided. COVID has made people, and you guys could probably feel it too, I would be in the grocery store and people were petrified if you passed them, if you got too close to them. It's, you could feel everything on everybody. And all the incidents that have happened throughout this, the last few months have all... Um, been a spirit of division and it's sent to divide and it's sent to bring fear. And, um, and so as believers, I think one of the biggest things that we have to do is recognize those things, not the particular incidents, but what's the spirit behind the incidents and take a spiritual look at what's going on. And, um, I was, I was looking at, um, First Timothy chapter two, 
in, in the, this is in the Passion, starting in verse 1. Timothy's saying, most of all, I'm writing to encourage you to pray with gratitude to God. Pray for all men with all forms of prayers and requests as you intercede with intense passion. And pray for every political leader and representative so we would be able to live tranquil, undisturbed lives as we worship the awe-inspiring God with pure hearts. It's pleasing to our Savior God to pray for them. He longs for everyone to embrace his life and return to the full knowledge of the truth. God's desire is everybody come to know him personally, first and foremost. And you know, when Timothy wrote this, all sorts of crazy things were happening. I mean, heads were getting chopped off. Christians were being persecuted and oppressed. And Timothy sits there and says, pray for your leaders. Pray for them. And here they are being persecuted all over the place. And I think that, that we've lost sight of, of that. And, and kind of like the power of the words. And when you put it in context of what was going on in this situation, and we look at our own situation, it's not nearly as bad as that. But... Um, but I think that's that's one of the biggest things I've taken out of this is to look and um, and stand against and pray through and like he said with intense passion intercede for what's going on because it's not it, it is the enemy trying to divide the nation and when he divides the nation he can divide the world and um, the the United States is so key to things that he wants to do in the rest of the world. Not that we're better or best. It's just, it's key. It's key. And so, um, so that's kind of what I would leave you with is just begin to, or well, I won't say begin because you may have already have, but, you know, look at things where what's the spiritual influence that's coming here and what's the purpose behind this. And don't we can't align ourselves with it our words words are the power of the kingdom so when we align ourselves with words and we say oh the u.s is going to hell in a handbasket don't say that because you're aligning yourself with that phrase and you're coming into agreement with that and saying that's what's going to happen and yet god's got a plan and purpose for this nation just like he does the rest of the world every nation in the world and so begin to say no this nation is turning towards god and it's standing for righteousness and it's standing for truth and we're bringing righteous leaders into our positions of authority and this nation is turning and we are the united states that's a prophetic name that we've been given so every time we say the united states we're prophetically saying we're united we're not divided we are united and the whole thing about kingdom it calls things that be not as though they were so if it doesn't look like it it doesn't really matter because we're calling it forth to to come into existence and that's what we're called to do that is exactly what we do we do it in our own life for whatever it is i thank you father you're my provider when your bank account may look empty but you're my provider and so in every aspect we do that, and that's what we do for this nation. And as we go forth and continue on, there's lots of craziness that's coming on in the media. And like Pastor Kathy said, what COVID could do in the future and all that. Well, we, we've got authority. We know the truth. And so I think that's one of the, it's so easy to take our words and side with the enemy in a very subtle way. So what I would say is just, you know, be aware of, what you say and how you're aligning yourself because we are governmental influencers in the earth. We are the way God works in the earth. It's us. And he works through our hearts and our passion and releasing him in every single way. So, um, so that's what I would say that I guess that's 
that's what I came up here to say, I guess. <laughs> so there's a... This was all really, really amazing. Um, when all of this started for me, um, I have to go back to the fall. Because, you know, Holy Spirit always shows us things to come. He promises to. He says in his word, I will show you things you do not know. I will show you things to come. I didn't understand it at the time. But in the fall, um, I found myself being super, I, I head up our, our healing prayer team. I head up our prayer team, and um, uh, I found myself being super frustrated because um, I, you know, I wasn't seeing what I wanted to see in the supernatural and healing. And so um, I took it to the prayer team, and we started um, reading a book by, you know, on healing and stuff. And the Holy Spirit really had me go and really dive into Isaiah 53 like I never had before and really begin to understand the covenant in Isaiah 53 and what that means. And, um, and through that, then all of a sudden this hits, you know. And, 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 and the funny thing is, is that I'm, I'm going to kind of speak in a lot of different directions, but it's kind of how it happened. It wasn't a straight line. It was like pieces that were happening. And and so in the process of that, that's going on for me. And I'm really focusing on Isaiah 53 and, and what that covenant of healing is. Because in Sozo, there is healing. And the enemy wants to take that away from us. He's tried to take it away from us so many times. Not that medicine isn't good. Medicine is beautiful and it's perfect because it brings life. But there is um, a supernatural, eternal capacity for healing that is in the finished work of Christ, like what Grace was talking about. And the enemy doesn't want us to remember that. He wants us to, he wants us to rely on man's capacity to heal because that's part of the spirit of humanism. And so, you know, so he had me really focusing on Isaiah 53. And, and as I'm focusing on Isaiah 53, you know, at the end of the year, then comes January. And in January, one of the things that Pastor Gavin said to us as a staff was, I want you to be innovative. And he started speaking to us about innovation. Little did we know what we would need innovation for, you know. But we needed innovation to be able to keep connecting and to keep being able to allow the word of God to go forth and to stay, you know, connected with each other and connected with you. And, um, and so it was really cool because in that innovation there, like I'm, and I, I, everybody who gets up here is going to say the same thing. We're not really comfortable being up here. You know, we're called to do certain things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we, we wear the hats massively comfortably. You know, we wear them in faith and we step out in faith, you know, and, and if, and if, you know, they say we're doing devotionals and we're going to be recorded and we're going to be live and we're going to be streaming and we're going to be, we're like, okay, we're doing this in Jesus, you know, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we all go, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like a yay in faith, you know, and, and so we moved forward and we started doing things that we weren't super comfortable doing, but we're determined to expand the kingdom and we're kingdom minded. Pastor Barry put that in us. So when for me, when COVID started, I have to tell you that I actually found myself really angry. 
I found myself angry because I began to pick up in the realm of the spirit the same feelings that I picked up in 9-11. I began to pick up the way that the spirit of terror and terrorism was coming to attack the body of Christ. And it ticked me off big time that the body of Christ did not stand up, but the body of Christ ran home. That, I have to be honest with you, that's what I was angry about. And, um, and, and no condemnation, please, no condemnation, okay? But, and, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have quarantined. I'm not saying any of that. You know, I, I wasn't out doing a bunch of stuff that I was doing before either. But, but I realized what the Holy Spirit was preparing me for in the fall. You know? And I began to be more sensitive to the subtle breeze of the Holy Spirit, you know, because he comes as a subtle breeze. And so I purposed in my heart, like, okay, Lord, what, you know, we all say, what does this mean? What does life look like after COVID? You know, because like, I, I just got back from the beach with my family, and there are times when it hits me again. I walked out of the diner, and we had breakfast, and um, my grandchildren are super little, so we're up at six. That's late for them. You know, and so we were done with breakfast, you know, at 8, 8.30 when everybody else is just getting up at the beach. And I walk out of the diner at about that time, and I looked one way, and I saw, you know, I don't know, five, six people. And we're at the beach, so everybody's got their sunglasses on, everybody's got their ball cap on for this other hat for the sun, and their mask. And they're that way, and I look this way, and there's more this way. And I thought, this is a faceless humanity. I mean, you saw no, you saw nothing of their face. They had their masks, they had their hats, they had their, their eyeglasses. And I was like, Jesus, like, what is going on? You know, and I just realized, you know, the importance of, of us stepping up and being the influence on the earth right now and beginning to speak healing like, like Heather was talking about over our land and beginning to, to speak to this virus and commanding it to die, not giving it life with our words and our belief patterns, but beginning to declare that, you know, that COVID is dead in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whether or not humanity comes up with, an, with a shot. I mean, come on, you know? Come on, because do you know any shot that is given to humanity that doesn't have side effects? I mean, our faith and the light and the life that we carry is greater than any darkness out there. And sickness and disease is darkness. So, so in some ways, it has, this whole season has caused me to stand up on the inside. And, and where I, and not that I know, because I'm not knowing, I'm, I'm having to, tune in my tuner to that subtle breeze of the Holy Spirit, to the still soft voice of the Holy Spirit. I was um, sharing that with somebody, and they said, you know, in Kings, when Elijah got um, fed up with Jezebel, he ran into a cave. And when he was in the cave, um, God said, come out of the cave. 
And right before Elijah came out of the cave, there was this big, strong wind, so strong that it cracked the rocks. And Elijah knew that that cave, that that wind, I'm so sorry, was a counterfeit wind. It wasn't the wind of God. So he stayed in the cave for the counterfeit wind and waited for the still, soft wind to come. And that's what this has caused for me. For me to purpose to be so tuned into that still, soft wind that wants to lead me and guide me into all truth. That is yearning and begging for me to follow its subtleties to be able to change the landscape of this culture. COVID to me and this whole season has been a reset. And it was funny because on Sunday during praise and worship, I saw the puzzle of our lives. You know, each of our lives were pieces and puzzles intricately placed together by Father God. And I saw the puzzles of our lives being thrown up in the air and then landing and coming back together. And we're looking at them coming back together at the end of all of this, and we're going, oh, my gosh. But there's five pieces missing over here, and there's corners missing over there, and there's centerpieces missing here. And we're trying to put these pieces back together and rebuild our lives to the way they were before in comfort. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, everybody, you know, Christendom, the prophetic people, are talking about reset. They're all talking about revival, and yet everybody's trying to put their pieces back together the same way they were before. And we have to realize that in a reset, what happens is it's like in a computer, when you reset your computer to factory standards, you're going back to original intent. And I feel like Father God is giving us this opportunity to let go of some things that we really shouldn't have picked up, pick up some things that we let go of that we need to hold on to, and allow our hearts to be reset to original intent. Allow Him to re connect us with who he created us to be, to spark some dreams and visions and purpose within us, and for us to let go of some crap that we picked up along the way that is making it impossible for us to move forward because we're so burdened with it. So today, we were in here praying before, and the Holy Spirit gave me... See face. Okay. (laughs) The Holy Spirit gave me Isaiah 43. And I want you to think about this. I want you to, I want you to personalize it. Sometimes we can become so familiar with scriptures that we let them fly over us when they're intended to come in and do some rearranging that can be slightly uncomfortable. So this is what the Lord says, the God who builds a road right through the ocean. That's called supernatural. Who carves a path through pounding waves. The God who summons horses and chariots and armies, and they lie down and they can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Here's the deal. Here's the part. Your name before this word. Person, forget what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. 
be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers and the badlands, and wild animals are going to say thank you to you. You do realize that when the righteous flourish, the land reaps the harvest of prosperity. That's in Proverbs. So when we begin to hear and move with the subtle wind and the subtle inkling of the Holy Spirit, the righteous flourish, and everybody around us gets to reap part of the benefit. Okay? Because I provide water in the desert and rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water for the people I choose, the people I made especially for myself, a people custom-made to praise me. In my opinion, this season of COVID and cultural unrest is our opportunity to stand up for the kingdom, to hear what God is saying in this season, to turn off Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, CNN, Fox News, NBC, and CBS, to shut them down, get before Father God, find out what he is saying, And begin to speak and agree with the subtle wind of the Spirit. Begin to release over the land what he is saying for this season. Because this is not, it is not a coincidence that we're born and here and adults in 2020. We were born for such a time as this. This is our opportunity to rise up and influence for the kingdom. You guys are the Esthers and the Davids and all the other great men and women of the Bible. You're it. This is your Acts chapter. Pastor Barry used to say Acts is an ongoing book. And this is your Acts chapter. This is your Acts, my Acts chapter. We have all been given a metron of influence. And this is our opportunity to actually allow Jeremiah 29 to be manifest in our lives. For I know the plans that I have for you. To give you a future and a hope. Plans for good and not evil. He knows what he created you for. Every single one of you are created for ministry. And he knows what it is. And he wants to share it with you. And he wants you to go out and influence the sphere and the people that he placed around you for life. And not listen to the prophets of doom and gloom. And not listen to the judgment stuff. But just one-on-one with him. Taking this word and going this way. Thanks, Phoebe. Uh, okay, I think everybody said it a lot of times. I'm so happy you guys are here. Like, I love seeing your name on the Facebook Lives and stuff, but it's so much better seeing your actual face. It makes me so happy. And uh, I just want to say, I'm just so happy to, like, 
be here with these amazing women and, and Pastor JR as well. Don't tell him I called him a woman. He won't be happy about that, right? But I just want to say I love you guys. Thank you guys for being here. And, um, and I was just thinking back of, like, what I've learned with God because I, I don't know about you, but, like, God doesn't let me stay the same. Uh, no condemnation if you feel like you're still the same because you shouldn't be, right? And uh, if I start yelling, Jacob, make sure you put me down. Uh, I'm Hispanic, so sometimes I get really loud really fast. And I don't even know I'm loud, but my wife does. And she's on production. Can we give my wife a hand? She's awesome. Yeah, I love her. She hates when I do that, but she's going to grow because of that. So it's always good, right? So anyway, so every single day during COVID kind of looked the same except for Wednesdays and Sundays, right? Those were the days where I was like, oh, it was like my checkpoint. I would realize that I'm like, oh, I wasn't the same Rafa I was last Wednesday. I'm actually completely different. Uh, typically because I had to show up with the topic about what we're going to chat about, right? And I, and, and something that God, like, there was absolutely no compromise since the moment that I knew Jesus was, I refuse to say something that isn't alive in me. I, I refuse to just give you information just because I'm told to give you information. And I refuse to counsel you and give you stuff that are in a book just for the sake of doing it. Like, I want to give you something that has actually grown inside of me and changed my life. And I am a completely different Rafa than last Wednesday. Does that make sense? Are you still with me? Okay, cool. I speak fast, too. I didn't drink any coffee, so I'm slowing down. Okay, so a book that I was reading, it was amazing, amazing, amazing book, but it was about creativity. How many of you guys think you're creative? Put your hand up. Right. If you haven't put your hand up, you should put your hand up because Jesus himself, God himself, Holy Spirit himself are creative beings. Do you not come from God? Oh, two of us. So Pastor Kathy and I are the only ones that were created by God. He's the only ones that took his time. He made us in his image. He breathed life inside of us, and he said, you are my beloved son and daughter in whom I will please. Is just Pastor Kathy and I? Oh, nice. Come on, man. Okay, cool. So I'm reading this, and then uh, I didn't believe I was a creative. I actually wouldn't have put my hand up if there was another Rafa yelling at me. And, uh, and, and, and I'm reading this book, and he's talking about how we're all created in the image of Christ, and because he's a creator, I'm a creator. And I was like, well, God, I don't feel like a creator. And he hit me with this word. He said, you're comparing yourself to your wife. How many of you guys compare yourself? Don't put your hand up. Keep it down, okay? But I'll raise it for us, okay? I, I compared myself because I would see her go and she would like grab this canvas and like a line will come out and I would do and this ugly little kitten would show up, you know what I mean? Or I thought it was a kitten. She was like, what is that? It looks like a hot dog, you know? And uh, so anyway, so I was comparing and then I would take a picture out, you know, like I'll see her. She, she actually has an older iPhone. I was blessed with a newer iPhone and she, uh, we're going to get a new one. Don't worry. Don't yell at me. She's, she's going to get a better one. So she'll come out there with this old iPhone, take a picture. I would do the exact same thing, the same plant, the same chair. The, the same setup, and it would look nothing like hers. And I'm like, I just don't understand, Jesus. Like, why did you make her so creative and not me? And, and I'm listening to a teaching from the writer, and he's like, he went up to his wife, and, and he was like, uh, she was like, what's the title of the book? And he was like, I, I don't want to tell you the title right now because we're live. But he said what the title was, and she was like, great, another book for creatives. Like, wow, like, what about the rest of us? And then he was like, that's your problem. The book is to let you know that you are creative. And I was one of those people, so I agree with her, bless her. So anyways, so I'm reading this book, and I'm going to read you something from here. Are you ready? It's all over my wall now. Like, it's literally this big on my wall. And it says, the true artist sees boundaries not as the materials denied. Say denied to us, but as the material that allows us to harness and focus our full creative potential. There are things we can do with clay that we cannot do with stone. Come on, if you ever went to elementary school, you played with clay. 
and it melted in the microwave. There are different rules of engagement when our medium of choice is wood and when our medium is metal. Come on, this is my favorite part. This is what broke. This is when I was like, I am creative. It says, we could abandon painting, like I should have, and move to music, which I did, that we might find more freedom. Say, more freedom. Come on, to give you a scripture where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen? All right, I'm legal now. But here, once again, the limitations are clear. At best, you can only get 12 notes in the chromatic scale, right? We can see it as a vicious cycle. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, and then back to do, right? Like that flat. Just an octave higher. So you do the same thing again. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, da, di, do, but on a, a different octave. You sit with me? This is the part that broke everything, everything. Not Mozart, Beethoven, John Lennon, or Bonnie Ver. I don't even know who Bonnie Ver is. But if he made it that list, I was like, oh, you must be really creative. It says none of them, none of them can add a 13th note or 14th note into the mix. Are you with me? They can't break that. Like, oh, my gosh. You're, are you catching what I, oh, my gosh. Creativity isn't about finding the 13th note. Can I get an Amen. It is about arranging 12 notes in a way the world has never experienced before. Are you with me? It's not about getting the best iPhone. (laughs) It's not about trying to figure out what the new thing is. It's about using what God already gave me in a way that you guys have never seen it before. And isn't that what he does? We all speak. We all have voices. But my voice is completely different than yours. I actually think my voice is cooler because I have an accent. You might not understand me. So you have to go to Jesus to understand what I'm trying to say to you. Is that not creativity? Are you with me? Okay, cool. So comparison showed up, and that's the beauty of of having a relationship with Jesus, especially in COVID, because in COVID, you have no choice. I can't see your face. The only person I saw were my roommates and my wife every single day, and the same 12, 14 people on staff. I had no choice, but and I love you guys so much. You guys are all. Pastor Gavin, if you're watching, I love watching you every single day. All right, so then... You have no choice, right? During isolation, during COVID, even before COVID, I'm sure a lot of you people, not you guys, we're here, we're safe online, uh, were depressed and we're alone, didn't want to be with anybody else, didn't feel like they belonged with any other group, with any other people. Are you with me? Cool, it got really quiet in here, so, <laughs> right? But, so what ends up happening is you have no choice but to turn to Jesus. I think the problem, the reason we're stuck where we're stuck is because we're not turning to Jesus. We're turning to like, like Pastor Rebecca was saying, to news. So all the negative things. And, and God actually gave me this word one time. I was driving, and, and then I was like, God, what is the purpose of life? I'm just going to be real with you, okay? I've been with God 3,000 days. We did the math, right? 3,000 days with Jesus. I'm driving down the road, and I'm like, God, what is the purpose of life? I don't understand. Why is there a purpose of life? And he's like, you don't want me to give you that answer. It's too simple. And I was like, God, give me the answer. So we fought for two weeks straight during COVID. You thought you guys thought you guys had a hard time. I had a hard time. So I'm fighting with God. I'm like, give me the answer. Give me the answer. And then he was like, you're not going to like my answer. And I'm like, okay, God, what is it? And he was like, just because. The purpose of life, the reason you're going to work, the reason you're waking up, the reason you're breathing air every single day is just because. And you know what? He was right. I was not. I was not mad. <laughs> I was really mad. I was like, that's it? And he was like, you'll rather believe a complicated lie rather than my simple truth. Come on, can I get an amen? Am I the only one? You're just going to, my gosh, you know? So, so I was like, wow. And then he was like, but my simple truth has so much to unravel. He was like, just because I told you so. Because 
I have actually put desires in your heart that come from me because the scriptures say so. Because these people that you're seeing every single day, you need to love them. Because the people on live, whether you feel like you have nothing to give them, need to hear something. Are you with me? That's just like five different things of justice because, and he literally for like an hour straight just kept giving me because, because of this, because of this, because of this, because of this, because of this. But the problem is that we don't want to hear the simple part because it's too simple. So we'll rather turn to our friends who are being negative. We'll rather turn to the news. Honestly, I'm being for real. We'll rather be on Facebook. We'll rather do all these things to get negative information rather than go into our papa and give them the simple truth. But the reason is simple so we can grab it, so we can understand, so we can have conversation with them. The reason he gave us the optic scale, the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, da, do, is because it's simple. It's not simple because you haven't taken the time to listen to it. I can tell you this because the minute I found out, I stopped comparing myself to my wife. And I figured out what I wanted to do, what was alive inside of me, what he put in me. He was like, you are a builder. You're going to use your hands. And I was like, Lord, I got no money. And then he was like, it's okay. Go down the street, make a left. Literally took Pastor JR. I'm like, hey, the Lord said, get in, our, get in your truck, not my truck, your truck with your gas money. And let's go over here to the left. There was a construction site. And we walked up to them and we're like, hey, like, Pastor, I'm scared. And then he was like, it's okay. I'm a man. And he got out. You know, he put his glasses. He had his beard. He's like... You know, he got bigger. He's like, I got to look like a construction worker. He walked up to him. He's like, hey, can we get your pallets? And there was this whole stack of, like, pallets, right? And we just took them all, lowered them on his truck. That truck doesn't belong to me. The pallets don't belong to me. Nothing I have belongs to me. I found a wall. God was like, use this wall. I'm not going to lie to you. The wall was 10 feet, okay? the 10, 10 feet high, 10 feet wide. That's, if you don't know what feet are, I didn't either. They're really big. When I was looking at it, I promise you, it looked like my height. How many of you guys know that? That God doesn't give you all the information because he thinks you won't do it. Does that make sense? I know that sounds weird. He wants to give you the information. But I knew at that moment I wasn't in a place where if I knew this was a 10 by 10 wall and I saw how big it was, I would have been too intimidated to do anything. And what he's asking for is to just start. <laughs> to do something, right? And then I actually have a verse for that. Um, I'm trying to talk fast so I can get off here. And it says, uh, in Philemon, how many of you guys know Philemon? I didn't. I started reading it during COVID. So, Philemon, and I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience. How many of you guys know understanding and experience go hand in hand? Right? But you can't experience, if you stop yourself from experiencing things just because you don't understand, you'll never experience it. Does that make sense? Oh, my gosh, it's so good, right? So, I just started experiencing. I didn't know what to do, but I had an amazing man that knew what to do. God said I was creative. That's all I needed to do. So I went out there, I cut pallets down, I made this amazing wood wall that was 10 by 10. I had no idea, <laughs> right? And then I made it all 3D, we made it look cool. Don't tell anybody except Facebook Live, I spent $10 on this wall. And, it's, and I wish I had a picture to show you, you know, I didn't know I was going to do that. But like, I asked the staff, they've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> we actually did recordings on them. Isn't that crazy? Like, my creativity inspires other creativity, or it actually gives a platform for other creatives to take over. Does that make sense? It's not about you, but it is. But because God made it about you, now you get to change other people's lives. Right? So it was cool. So we didn't stop there because I was on fire. I was like, $10 to make this 10 by 10 wall? Like, thank you, Jesus. This has to be you. And we can't even believe him for our month. Never mind. I'm not getting into that. All right. So then, so then I was like, God, I, wanna, uh, I was like, hey, I want to create a, I want to create a, am I still good on time, PC? Are we good? Okay, I'll wrap it up. Okay. So then we're creating this, like, uh, this, this, like, desk. Like, I wanted to make a bar, uh, a bar, uh, bar cable, a bar table, 
Yeah, you with me? Okay, cool, cool. Anyways, it was a desk that floats. You don't need legs, right? So I wanted to create a little one, but then people started figuring out that I was getting this creative thing, mostly because I spoke about it. And they were like, let's make it big. So rather than making like a little five-foot desk, we ended up making a 24-foot desk that wrapped around. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Guess how much I spent on that? $10. I don't know why God, but God likes the number 10 right now, right? But there's something about this creativity that, that it's inside all of us. Right. But we have to take the time to look at God, even when there's a nasty situation going on, because there's something he wants to do for the future. Right. But we're too busy living day to day, but we're supposed to live day to day. But understanding that we're sowing seeds for the future. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. Last thing I want to leave you with and I'm off. I love it so much. uh, It's Hebrews 12. (laughs) Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. So simple. So simple, but comparison will slow me down. <laughs> Crazy? Cool. So I think uh, we always left the chat with questions, and Pastor Babette always gave me homework. So my homework for you for next Wednesday is, what is weighing you down? Ask Holy Spirit, hey, Holy Spirit, what is weighing me down? What is slowing me down? And it, if it's simple, that's the conversation you need to have with him. Is that cool? Sweet. I love you guys so much, and I can't wait to see you Sunday, PC. Oh, Alex! Yo, I love you. Can we give a hand for Alex and the worship team? They're like creative geniuses. So you guys heard panel, right? That word panel. So I heard that word panel too, and I knew that I wasn't on the panel, so I didn't think I was coming up here to talk. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I was with you guys every Wednesday, yeah, and... um, what, what was the question? Was it, what did I learn? <laughs> Show and tell. Um, okay. Spontaneity. Yeah, I learned to listen to my spiritual parent. Um, so at, at the beginning of this year, um, so the worship team, the So Worship team meets together, and we, we have vision, we pray together, we, we talk about who we're going to be. Am I standing in the wrong place? My phone? Oh. All right. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what I felt like the Lord told me about 2020. And everybody's talking about 2020 vision, right? And that's real. Um, but he was, what he brought up to me was 20 plus 20 equals 40. 40 is often used for time periods. 40 days or 40 years, which separate two distinct epochs. The number 40 represents transition or change. The concept of renewal, a new beginning. It also represents the completion of testing. Um, and even quarantine. Somebody sh- like showed what that word means, like quora or something like means 40. Right? So there's this... and. Actually, literally the only reason that I even decided to do worship um, during this time was because I wanted worship to enter our homes. The worship that exists in this place, in this house, in this community, I felt like it was supposed to be a part of our entire lives. And so, we, yeah, that's exciting. That, that renewal, that, that power, that, that realness, that, that spirit and truth being something that happens in our everyday lives. And how many know it got real in this time, 
right? It was a time of reprioritization. It was an invitation into that reprioritization. There were so many times where I ended up asking myself, why do I do what I do? What do I do this for? And it actually allowed me to decide to be who I really am. Um, you know, following creativity um, to Sabbath, the, the Jubilee, um, the, these things. It's just such a beautiful time where things got to get real. And now I feel like the call is to keep it real. Where we're not, we're not going back to what was. We're actually allowing what God tested and purified and molded and, and, and carried through into the new. So it's a new day. It's a new season. It's a distinct epic from what was before. And I actually feel like God told I mean, you can, you can ask the team. God told me that these next four years are going to be unlike something we've ever seen. It's going to be unprecedented, just like what it's been unprecedented, but not in the same way that it's been for these past six months. I actually believe that these next three and a half years are going to look like Jesus's ministry. You're going to see people rise up in their identity. You're going to see a new wine. You're going to see signs, wonders, miracles. You're going to see revelation. You're going to see people rise into their call, fathers and mothers having sons and daughters, and legacy being carried through. We're going to see the world change. It's, it's really getting real. So I think it's just time for us to decide that we're going to be who we are. We're going to be who he called us to be. And that's it. It's just in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That turned on, didn't it? Okay. I trust completely that there are seeds. There's provocative inspiration that's dropped into every single person here. You may have felt and known something happened. You may just be believing by faith. Okay. Something has sparked me. And what I want to say to you now is you heard the team that actually did the ministry during this time. But now you have to be willing to accept the fact that you're actually a part of this team too. You're a part of this team too. And even if you, this is your first night at the School of Word and Worship, you came tonight and you submitted your life to what was said tonight from this platform. And so you just became a part of what God is instigating in this school. I encourage you, go home, ponder things that were said, I think it's gone live, so it'll be loaded up in different places. Right, Jack? Where's Jacket? Yeah. Loaded in different places. Facebook, probably Insta. I don't know. Go wherever you go and find it. It'll be there. Jesus will make sure. And listen and, and grab a hold of what's happening in you. Because when we put it all together, I mean, I even listened to each one of you all. There was literally a progression and, and you started with this prophetic thing and you literally ended with a father's prayer. The father heart prays a prayer. So this thing is something like a ball of fire in us. No judgment, no condemnation here. It's not about feeling. It's about the fact and the truth that Jesus is doing something in this place. And in this place tonight, he's doing something spectacular in you. 
So I encourage you, open your mind, open your heart. All you got to do is leave this room, say, yeah, I'm a part of what's happening here. Come back, bring friends. If you've got people that you think they need inspiration or they're already inspired and they need some place to park their inspiration and join it to other people, bring them, bring them. Father God, we love you. Stand up if you're just in agreement with the move of God in the earth. Father God, we love you. We honor you. We, we recognize you are moving. You're moving in new ways, fresh ways. You're moving in each man and woman in this room and the babies that are here. You are moving. You have intention for every human being and we embrace the fresh. We put aside judgment. We put aside even judgments within the body of Christ that have lived here in the past. They're gone. We don't embrace them any longer. We embrace your heart to include others in your move, to bring them into your heart, into your family, to cause them to see that they matter. They matter. We open our hearts to the way that you're touching planet earth and the hearts of humanity right now. And we say yes and amen. Yes and amen to change that brings life and vibrancy and vision to human beings. Thank you, Father, for the privilege to know you and to share you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your week. You're fabulous. Welcome home. I'm so happy.